0: Welcome back to the School PR Podcast. A lot to chat about today. Hillary has come and Hillary has gone. And here we go. Be sure to visit soundmind.app, peachjar.com, and nickelstrategies.com. Advocating for public education sharing our stories, and celebrating our schools, students, and staff. From crisis communications to media relations, social media, and everything in between, we're here to give you the best strategies, tools, and techniques to help you help others. Welcome to the School PR Podcast, brought to you by Peach Jar, Sound Mind, and Nickel Strategies. Here's your hosts, Matthew Jennings and Ryan Ferran. Hello, hello, hello,
1: Matthew. Yes, we are here. Hello, everybody. What a uh, start to the school year for a lot of us. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, we went big and brought a hurricane into town for like I don't know the first time. And I haven't <laughs> I haven't googled it, but it was the first time I have ever have ever seen a headline like hurricane coming to LA in the, all the all the years that I've lived here.
0: Well. That would be an inaccurate headline. I'm pretty sure it's just a tropical storm.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Well,
0: initially those reports were like, yeah, hurricane to hit Southern
1: California or something like that. And yeah. then yeah, it got, kept getting downgraded and and it kept moving, too. Is everybody was kind of following mm-hmm. it. It kept moving and then then, you know, it went from like all these crazy winds in our area here in Orange County to virtually uh,
0: a very, very dissipated storm. Let's just say that. Yeah. So you're in Orange County? I'm in L.A. County. We're in the sort of the epicenter of Southern California where this thing came through. And it was huge news for us in California for sure. And there was a lot of what do we do for Monday and a lot of schools, lots of school districts shut down schools. So it was one of those watch and wait to see what some do, monitor the situation how reliable are the forecast models? It was downgraded early in the weekend, and so it was a it was a busy weekend for a lot of people listening to this podcast, especially out in California. So it was it was interesting. Um, yeah, and many of us like
1: like you said, I don't know if people picked up on it, but it's like our first day of school for mm-hmm. hundreds of hundreds of thousands of students across California.
0: Well, one of the one of the misleading things early on. I don't know if it intentionally misleading, but um, you needed to dig a little deeper when so the first sort of school district schools to cancel Monday were down in San Diego, where it came up through first because it came from the south. And so you saw the headline, San Diego's canceling schools. But what you didn't know and what a lot of people didn't know is they never started school. So they postponed the start of school. They didn't cancel school. So it was a little misleading But a lot of people were going based off of that. Um, So that was pretty interesting to see that. And then LA Unified later in the day announced they were closing. And then, you know, once they kind of made an announcement either way, then most districts around us had to make it, you know, you had to say whether you were closing or not because everyone started wondering. So that was kind of an interesting decision based on, timeline and and where you're at in that process. You know, what's
1: interesting too is it it brings back like some emotions from COVID and way back in March uh, when COVID first hit us, uh, it really was like LA and San Diego that popped up and decided they were going to close in-person instruction and then the rest of the dominoes just fell immediately after that. It was kind of that timing thing as well. Very similar feel as far as that goes. Um, LA making a decision and then everybody else saying, well, what are you going to do? And I know a lot of districts Mm -hmm. Had a lot of angst on social media as well uh, because of their decision maybe to remain open. Um, I know there were some social media feeds for for some districts out there that were really getting hit pretty hard by people that just felt that their schools needed to be closed. But you know what's interesting? Even LA Unified and their closure messaging and the tools and resources and the, the kits they sent parents fully acknowledged that during the event of national crisis, like, you know, weather events, that kind of stuff, school is in fact one of the safest place kids can be because of the preparations that they've made, extensive preparations around emergency supplies, preparedness, uh, facilities, uh, you know. So it it is true that one of the safest places you can be uh, probably is at school. And during a crisis where you're evacuated many times, Um, That's where families
0: are taken is to the school sites. That's where the supplies and the bins and everything else are. And that's something that's a great point because that's something that Joe Smith, keyboard warrior, doesn't understand is that. Mm -hmm. So when mom and dad go to work today because there was no flooding in many, many areas and businesses were open and it wasn't even raining at 7 a.m. this morning. Where is that seven-year-old child going when mom and dad are going to work? And so, you know, one thing in hindsight, because in one of our messages, we said, you know, in a natural disaster, we don't want to close school. It's actually the last thing we want to do. But maybe I should have explained why. So people have a safe, and I sort of did, but they they only read what they want to. Kids and parents need a safe place to send those children when the world around them is not operational like it normally is, and they need to go to work, what are they doing? And now we all feed kids all day long, what are they eating? So yeah, we're trying to stay open. So kids have a safe place to go. We're not trying to put people in danger. Um, We're trying to give them safety. So and, and if you can't get there, employees can't get there. People understand that don't drive, don't put yourself in danger. But a lot of families won't have places to go to so that's why schools, as you mentioned, that's the number one place. We have facility. We have space. We're prepared. We have food. So it, it it did remind me of the COVID, as you said, because it was one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't. Somebody has an opinion either way, and you can't – you're never going to make – anyone 100% happy. So that was the frustrating part is like, and now everyone has an opinion and they shout it out on social media.
1: Yes, they do. And you know, you know, you made a a reference to something else there that I think is really important, Ryan, that that I know in your brain, you were thinking it, but you actually didn't say too much about it. um, Because I think just for you, it was understood, but maybe for listeners that that haven't gone through something like this, food is a big deal. Um, I remember uh, in LA's communication they sent yesterday, it was they had to set up grab and go stations so for people that um people that you know families that that they depend on their school for nutrition mm-hmm. for their their children they set up grab and go locations so kids could still eat so that's another consideration like there there's you know it's not as simple as just saying school is closed um there is a mountain of work that has to you know happen behind the scenes you're going to have parents demanding curriculum or ongoing mm-hmm. education i mean you're going to need to be providing something in that you know, vain, um, you know, internet access then becomes a real hot ticket. Again, you know, how are kids going to work from mm-hmm. home if that's mm-hmm. what you're expecting them to do? Are they expected to do homework at home? Are you providing lessons and, and instruction? Uh, are you providing food? Um, so it's, there's a lot of consideration behind it.
0: Yeah, it's it's a tough decision making process. You have all sorts of opinions. And that's, you know, I, I think the leaders did a good job in a lot of school districts. And in our area, um, we did lots of communication with each other, um, different school districts. We have a, a local group here that all our PIOs are talking. My superintendent is talking to his superintendent colleagues in the area, our business services, our HR. So it, it was good. I think we're getting better at that. But, you know, don't do this work in isolation. And just because one district does something doesn't mean that is the reason you should do it. Because X closes doesn't mean you should close. Like, you know, the storm came through, but there's there's areas, and you you watch the news, you think, you know, Armageddon's here and everyone's, you know, in grave jeopardy. Yes, there was areas that were hit hard. There's also neighborhoods and cities that had nothing. Driving to work this morning, I didn't even see a puddle on the freeway from my place to the office. And <laughs> so, but yes, People got hit hard, but not everywhere. So, But some people make the mistake, and I said this in messaging on earlier podcast, just because one district does something is not the reason to do it. You have to figure out locally why you're doing it. So maybe LA Unified had a ton of schools that were disasters, flooded, they couldn't do it. But that doesn't mean you should close down because they are. You need to assess your situation. That's why there's local control, local decisions. So before you send out a message, before you do something, your reason should not be, X did this, we should do X. No, have some actual data and facts behind whether you're closing, you're sending out a message. Um, it really it's, needs it's, to be thought out more.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. And you know, I'll, I'll just piggyback on that too, Ryan, because uh, really good point about it being hyperlocal. Once you start seeing messaging going out though, and you know that there's some expectation that you send something, I know in my kiddos districts. um, They did a really good job of just shooting out a message to everybody just saying, hey, look, we are open tomorrow. It's going to be an exciting first day of school. We're really happy to have everybody back. You know, just kind of putting parents at ease. I'm, you know, working for the school district. I pretty much understood if I'm not getting messaging from my district, that means we're going to school tomorrow. But I know that there's probably a lot of parents out there just wondering, is it safe? Is it not? Should I be sending my kids? Should I keep them home? Because you might have, you know, if you're not the district district, Pushing messaging out there saying, look, we're excited to have everybody back. You know, we've looked at the facilities. Everything's good to go. We can't wait to have everybody on campus. We'll see you tomorrow for a wonderful first day of school. If you're not doing that, you may have those parents on the fence thinking, well, maybe it's not safe. L.A. didn't do it. So maybe my district, 30, 40 miles away, maybe maybe I shouldn't send my kids. So I'm going to take off work today. And I'm going to keep my kid home. And I have lost the attendance that kids missed their first day of school. They're already starting out behind. So um, it doesn't hurt to send out messaging, even if your messaging is contrary to what a district next to you might be doing. But Ryan brings up a good point. You don't want to be doing what someone else is doing just because they're doing it.
0: Yeah. And you do. Like once LA Unified and we kind of got word they were having a press conference that it was either three or four was going to make an announcement. We knew that, okay, we're going to have to say something. And, you know, frankly, some people confuse our district that are in our district as LA Unified because we're in the same county. So they think, you know, We're closing. And so we, we, you need to follow up when there's a major announcement like that on just what you're doing. Like, Hey, we understand this is in the news and they're doing X, but we're doing Y and just here's to know, but it's, and then something like this though, it's like the timing. I remember everyone in COVID, they wanted to announce when they were coming back so soon. And I get it. You're under a little bit of pressure, but I know some districts that sent out a message saying, we're opening this date. Then they had to send another message because they got it wrong. They weren't ready to open. They weren't going to open it. And they had to retract and send another message. So it's that balance of you want to communicate early. You don't want to have to retract and correct. But the other thing to your point, which you alluded to earlier, is you can just send a message, say, we're aware of this. We're going to communicate with you. And that's one of the things we did on social media, I think on Saturday. We're watching the storm. We're going to send a detailed message tomorrow. email it to all families to let you know our direction. So we know you're kind of curious what's happening and you're hearing things. So we just we put that in soul so we didn't email it to everyone, but we said we know what's happening. We have staff that are at canvases. they're looking for you know areas of concern, and we'll let you know tomorrow. So we just instead of just keeping thing hanging. So most people knew and then we sent that to our staff saying, hey, we're going to post this on social media. Here's our plan for the weekend. So so they know because it, it was, you know, all over the news, 24 seven. And um, so it, it is good to your point, though. You know, timing's important. But when that is that big in the news, even if you don't have a decision, it's OK to send a communication saying we're working on this and we will be in contact because. At least they heard from you. They know when they're going to hear from you next approximately, and that will settle some nerves. Yep. Totally agree. Yeah. And I know uh, LA Unified, I
1: think they still had staff show up. You know, I mean, I know they had staff show up. Uh, Obviously, they're doing lunches, everything else. But um, I thought I remembered seeing something in their messaging about at least administrators and principals. I don't know about all the teachers and all that. I'd be curious to know. I want to go back and find out uh, because on one hand, you're saying, you know, hey, campus isn't safe enough maybe for students to be here. Um, so it's that interesting conversation you have right. like, at the executive cabinet level around staff then and how safe is it for staff to be here or be out on the roads or in the weather or
0: whatever else it is, So is. You're right, because it is somewhat of a contradictory message because, okay, it's not safe yet. We need you to run a grab and go at 13 sites. Yeah. So some staff are coming in. And you're right though, they had all administrators um, come in at 10 a.m. What did they? And then I think it was all teachers still needed to check in maybe at 10 a.m. to virtually. So some came, some didn't, some were virtually. And then if you're running the grab-and-go sites, I mean, those are your employees that are coming in as well. So it was interesting. One thing, too, I've noticed about the press conferences, and look, I get it from a political perspective. You want to thank the organizations and the uh, partners you're working with and all the different agencies, but that needs to go at the end of the press conference, not the beginning. So when oh, you're yeah, out there, that's cool. yeah, when when you're out there doing your press conferences and your district has one, are you working with the city and the county, whatever, that's great. Mention how collaborative it was and but it comes off as just patting yourself on the back and you're saying how great it was and what a great job everyone did. And then you're getting to the news that needs to be reversed because it's just, it's tacky as can be, to be honest. And it looks bad when you're out there saying how great everything is and uh, this organization and we all did this, we all did that. Oh, by the way, in 10 minutes, we're going to let you know if the school district with 600,000 students is closing tomorrow, like that's needs to be the lead. And then you can tell all the great collaboration that you did and all the success stories. Like, yeah, that yeah. needs to happen. Don't bury the lead. No, I mean, we've seen, the, we've seen that, and this
1: is sad. Or, uh, you know, this is sad. Like, we've seen that, at like, uh, during school shootings or or times of, you know, significant crisis on campus, they'll come out and they'll say, you know, I just really want to thank the first responders. Mm-hmm. But everybody's sitting there waiting like, hey man, I need to know who's been hurt. I need to know about what we're doing next. Yeah. I need to know about what, where we're at right now. And you're right, yes. like, throw that thanks stuff out at the end because that's huge. Hey, while we're talking about thanks, Let's just give a massive shout out right now. You mentioned it earlier about the grab and goes to our nutrition services teams around the country because they're freaking amazing humans. They're probably not listening to our school PR podcast. But uh, if you see somebody on your nutrition services team, give them a shout out because they are amazing. They show up time and time and time again. I know through COVID, they were there for all of us. Uh, Even when times were super uncertain and people were really sick and, you know, the mandates and masks and every the vaccine, everything else going on, our nutrition services people showed up every day and gave meals to kids and families so huge shout out once again here in the state of california southern Southern California here during the height of some drizzle and wind um our nutrition services teams for sure stepped up yet mm-hmm. again. we always ask so much of them, and they do such a phenomenal job uh feeding our students so well all. said,
0: I agree, I agree. Yeah. And getting back to your point, too, it it wasn't just yesterday, but it it just you see some of these press conferences and you got to have them. They're great. But and we saw them in COVID. I I understand the political. You want to play nice with the agencies you're working with and teamwork makes the dream work. I get it especially day one though. Like you gotta get to the big news stories the, and you're you're trying to get information to the public. That's why you're having a news conference. It's not to get votes. It's not to pat people on the back. It's, you can do that. You can tie that in, but there's a time and a place and the first press conference, the first five minutes all about, mm, that's not, that's just not effective and it's not a good look. So just something to keep in mind. Speaking of thanks, I do want to give a thanks for sure to Glenn Cook and the American school board journal. Glenn wrote a nice piece. Uh, American school board journal is the, you know, great education magazine by the national school board association. And they wrote, Glenn wrote an article on our little podcast, the school PR Just podcast.
1: Just too so, cool is what that is.
0: That was very nice. uh, <laughs> of glenn and uh, nsba to do that asbj to do that and that was kind of exciting uh for us in the podcast so um we'll put a link in the description if anyone is interested in reading that but the title is communications make your school district better so uh, appreciate the mention of the podcast and what matthew and uh the listeners have created through the school pr podcast so that was nice to read Shh.
1: Well, Ryan has created and Matthew is happy to tag along on.
0: Pretty cool, hey, our, pretty cool. It is great. We have seen the um, this past year uh, our downloads go way up and uh, interest coming. So, you know, I did have the um, over on you ruining the podcast and the downloads, you know, but you, you proved me wrong once again. So I greatly appreciate your contributions. <laughs>
1: Well, hopefully we just keep it rolling. We're going to keep the content going. Uh, We've got a lot of stuff planned for you all out there listening. And uh, we've got some really great educational partners out there just in districts across the country that we can do some more really good
0: stuff with. So it's going to keep getting better. What can we see on Peach Jar Extra Credit right now?
1: Oh, man. Well, if you haven't checked out the video uh, I have with Sheena Cooper on school marketing and branding, that one Mm. is phenomenal because I absolutely love her. She is a genius. So huge shout-out to Sheena Cooper, Durham Public Schools. Uh, She is rad and a guru in that space. Uh, Also coming up is um, we've got one – on deck with lindsey whitley from cumberland county school district we're talking family engagement that is a really great one uh we did just release one with rhodes branding on journey modeling and just talking about all the touch points and removing boundaries and barriers families students staff might have entering your school district so if you're talking about like increasing you know uh or combating declining enrollment or maybe you need uh, you're hiring for teachers Journey modeling is all about like going in and looking at what are those touch points with potential teachers in your area? Mm -hmm. How are you hiring them? How are you ensuring that their experience through that application process is as seamless as possible? So check that out. Journey modelings. uh, That's with Molly over at Rhodes Branding. Molly is a previous PIO Mm -hmm. as well. McGowan Gorsh, she is just amazing. Uh, She's a firecracker. She's just a ton of fun as a human being anyway. And um, probably one of the strongest human beings I've ever met. Definitely don't challenge Molly to an arm wrestling match. She will whip you um, or a race or a like a running comp, like like one of those Tough Mudder things. Like she's just an incredible champion. But uh, really, really great there. So uh, Sheena, marketing, branding, Molly, uh, journey modeling. Uh, there's also still a really great one out there with Leslie Bruinton uh, that's getting a lot mm-hmm. of love uh, on just communication mm-hmm. systems and when, where, why, how do they work together, when should you use them. And then we've got uh, we, well, we've got 27 videos filmed so far. We've only released, I think, four or something. So we got a lot
0: coming your way. That's awesome. Um, and check out soundmind.app. If you need some mental health programs in your schools or your district, they are doing great things. And nickelstrategies.com as well for all your communication needs. If you need that and in episode eighty nine, Matthew, our last episode, you were tasked with giving us, you know, some music for the outro. I don't, I didn't get an MP three file yet. What the heck? You know what's funny? I actually started uh, trying to figure that out. The the only holdup I have is getting
1: a copyright free backing track. Otherwise, I'm gonna have to record my own backing track, and that takes a little bit of equipment. But
0: uh, I will definitely get you an. What do outro. you mean? I just we just want you playing some guitar. That's that's you. That's all original, right? Yeah, that's all original. I just gotta record it. You need you need like good.
1: I don't have, you know, I don't have any good equipment for recording anymore, which is a bummer. Aren't you a content producer? <laughs> <Come on.
0: laughs> I'll figure that out. Let's go. But yeah, mm. um, Matthew and I talk about back to school ideas and strategies in 89, nope. uh, and we have 80 plus more episodes if you're interested. But, you know, a big uh, shout out and congrats to everyone through making it through Hillary's in Southern California. It was a long weekend for a lot of PIOs and communication professionals with tough decisions and superintendents and boards making tough decisions that uh, we all know are questioned and everyone scrutinizes everything that we do. But um, I think a lot of people made some good decisions for their district and their people. So whatever it was to stay open or stay closed. Um, And, you know, we all don't know what everyone had to deal with and all the factors, so I just know it was a lot of people worked all weekend long, and uh Monday starts, and it's still going, Tuesday. So congrats to everyone, and that's a, that's a heck of a way to, to roll into the new school year. Most people, is the first day of school or second week, so hang in there. Great job, and continue to use your resources through your SPRAs, the NSPRA. Facebook groups, we're here for you. So uh, keep up the good work. Get some rest because it's uh, we're just barely into uh, August and not even into September yet.
1: Yeah, this is uh, this this year started <laughs> off with some fireworks in California.
0: We're all gonna get there. And then and then when they then the earthquake hit too yesterday in the middle of everything. <laughs> Why not? <I> was like, <laughs> you have got to be kidding me. And for then sure. on the news I was watching, they were talking about how sometimes five percent of the times. An earthquake between 5 and 7 on the Richter scale is a precursor. And then they finally said, well, 95% of the times it means it's, it's, it is the actual, you know, that is the big one. So it was uh, it was uh, an interesting day.
1: Yeah, it was. Well, I think we're, aren't we, you know, we are, I think, now don't quote me on this, but I believe the San Andreas Fault is 300 years overdue mm. for like the big one. So... I'd have to Google that. I could be putting out misinformation, but I remember an emergency preparedness planner <laughs> hey. coming to my district and talking to us about like, the fact that we were over, like, hundreds of years overdue for like a significant seismic event. I think it's San Andreas, about 300 years overdue, something like that.
0: You wouldn't be the first one putting out some sensational <laughs> news that you weren't <laughs> sure about scaring the bejesus out of everyone. <laughs> Way to go, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I got you. All right. Hey, Matthew, great catching up. Thanks to all the listeners for tuning in. We hope that you're... Back to school year is going fantastic, and uh, you get to share some good stories now and move on with the year and get to all that fun, positive stuff, and we'll be here for you. Thank you guys so much for listening to the School PR Podcast. We will be back next week, and our closing music will be, uh, we're hoping, more you know, Matthew Jennings related. Until then, we got to go with the generic stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right. See you, everyone.